Cantos sixteen to eighteen of Book Four of the Ramayana of Balmike, translated by Ralph J. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Om One Two Three. Canto sixteen: The Fall of Bali. Thus Tara, with the starry eyes, her counsel gave with burning sighs. But Bali, by her prayers unmoved spawned her advice and thus reproved how may this insult scathe and scorn by me dear love be tamely born my brother yea my foe comes nigh and dares me forth with shout and cry lone trembler that the valiant day who ill no step in battle fray will die a thousand deaths but never an unavenged dishonour bear nor, O oh my love, be thou dismayed, Though Rama lends a griever aid, For one so pure and duteous, one, Who loves the right, all sin will shun. Release me from thy soft embrace, And with thy dames thy steps retrace. Enough already, O oh mine own, Of love and sweet devotion shown, Drive all thy fear and doubt away, I seek the griever in the fray, his boisterous rays and pride to steal, And tame the foe I would not kill. My fury, armed with brandished trees, Shall strike Zagriva to his knees, Nor shall the humbled foe withstand The blows of my avenging hand. When, nerved by rays and pride, I beat The traitor down beneath my feet, Thou, love, hast lent thine own sweet aid, and all thy tender care displayed. Now by my life, by these who yearn, To serve thee well, I pray thee turn. But for a while, dear dame, I go, To come triumphant over the foe. Does Bali speak in gentlest tone? Soft arms about his neck were thrown. Then round her lord the lady went, With sad steps slow and reverent. She stood in solemn guise to bless, With prayers for safety and success. Then with her train her chamber sought, By grief and racking fear distraught. With serpents panting fierce and fast, King Bali from the city passed. His glance, as each quick breath he drew, Around to find a foe he trill, And saw, where fierce Sagriva showed, his form with golden hues that glowed, and as a fire resplendent stayed to meet his foe in arms arrayed. When Bali, long armed chieftain, found Sagriva stationed on the ground, impelled by warlike rays, he braced his warrior garb about his waist, and with his mighty arm raised high, rushed at Sagriva with a cry. But when Sagriva, fierce and bold, Saw Bali with his chain of gold, His arm he heaved, his hand he closed, And face to face his foe opposed. To him, whose eyes with fury shone, In charge impetuous rushing on, Skilled in each warlike art and plan, Bali with hasty words began. My ponderous hand to fight at rest, with fingers clenched and arm compressed, Shall on thy dead tomb brow descend, 
and crashing down thy life shall end he spoke and while it raised and pride the fierce griever thus replied thus let my arm begin the strife and from thy body crush the life then bali wounded and enraged with furious blows the battle waged Sigriva seemed with bloodstreams dyed a hill with fountains in his side but with his native force unspent his sultry from the art he rent and like the bolt of indra smote on bali's head and chest and throat bruised by the blows he could not shield half vanquished bali sank and reeled as sinks a vessel with half freight borne down by overwhelming weight swift as suparna's swiftest flight in awful strength they rush to fight so might the sun and moon on high encountering battle in the sky fierce and more fierce as fought the foes the furious rage of combat rose they would with feet and arms and knees with nails and stones and boughs and trees and blows descending fast as rain dyed each dark form with crimson stain while like two thunder clouds they met with battle cry and shout and threat then rama saw sugriva quail marked his own strength grow weak and fail saw how he turned his wistful eye to every quarter of the sky his friend's defeat he could not brook bent on his shaft an eager look then bound to slay the conquering foe and laid his arrow on the bow as to on orb the bow he drew fought from the string the arrow flew like fate's tremendous discus hurled by yama fought to end the world so loved the din that every bird the bowstrings clowns with terror hard and wildly fled the affrighted deer as though the day of doom were near so deadly as the serpent's fang fought from the string the arrow sprang like the red lightning's flash and flame it flew unerring to its aim and hissing murder through the air pierced bali's breast and quivered there struck by the shaft that flew so well the mighty banner reeled and fell as outward interest flag they pull while ashwini's fair moon is full Canto seventeen Bali's speech Like some proud tree before the blast, brave Bali to the ground was cast, where prostrate in the dust he rolled, clad in the sheen of glistening gold, as when upon the standard lies of the great god who rules the skies. When low upon the art was laid, the Lord whom Bana tribes obeyed dark as a moonless sky no more his land her joyous aspect wore though low in dust and mire was rolled the form of bali lofty sold still life and valor might and grace clung to their well-loved dwelling-place that golden chain with rich gems set the choicest gift of sakra yet preserved his life nor let decay steel strength and beauty slide away steel from that chain divinely wrought his dusky form a glory caught as a dark cloud when day is done made splendid by the dying sun 
as fell the hero crushed in fight there beamed afar a triple light from limbs from chain from shaft that drank his lifeblood as the warriors sank the never-failing shaft impelled by the great bow which rama held brought bliss supreme and led the way to brahma's worlds which never decay rama and lakshman nearer drew the mighty fallen foe to view mahendra's son the brave and bold the monarch with his chain of gold with lustrous face and tawny eyes broad chest and arms of wondrous size like lord mahendra fierce in fight our Vishnu's never conquered might now fallen like a yati sent from heaven his taw of merit spent like the bright flame that pales and dies like the great sun who fires the skies doomed in the general doom to fall when time shall end and ruin all the wounded bali when he saw rama and lakshman nearer draw keen words to ragu's son impressed with justice holy stamp addressed what fame from one thou hast not slain in front of battle canst thou gain whose secret hand has laid me low when madly fighting with my foe from every tongue thy glory rings a scion of a lion of kings true to thy vows of noblest race with every gentle gift and grace whose tender heart for woe can feel and joy in every creature's weal whose breast with high ambition swells knows duty's claim and never repels they praise thy valour passion's root thy firmness self-restraint and truth thy hand prepared for sin's control all virtues of a princely soul i thought of all these gifts of thine and glories of an ancient line i set my tara's tears at naught i met sugriva and we fought o rama till this fatal morn i held that thou wouldst surely scorn to strike me as i fought my foe and thought not of a stranger's blow but now thine evil heart is shown a yawning well with grass overgrown thou wearest virtue's badge but guile and meanest sin thy soul defile i took thee not for treacherous fire a sinner clad in saint's attire nor deem thou idly wouldst profess the show and garb of righteousness in fan's town in open land never hast thou suffered at this hand nor canst of proud contempt complain then wherefore is the guiltless slain my harmless life in earths i lead on forest fruits and roots i feed my foeman in the field i sought and never with thee o rama fought upon thy limbs o king i see the raiment of a devotee and how can one like thee who springs from a proud line of ancient kings beneath fair virtue's mask disgrace his lineage by a deed so base from ragu is thy long descent for duteous deeds preeminent why seen or clad in saintly dress roamest thou through the wilderness truth valour justice free from spot the hand that gives and grudges not 
the might that strikes the sinner down these bring a prince his best renown here in the woods o king we live on roots and fruit which bronzes give does nature framed our harmless race thou art man supreme in place silver and gold and land provoke the fierce attack the robber stroke canst thou desire this wild retreat the berries and the fruit we eat it is not for mighty kings to tread the flowery path by pleasure led theirs be the arm that crushes sin theirs the soft grace to war and win the steadfast will that guides the state wise favour to the good and great and for all time are kings renowned who blend these odds and never confound but thou art weak and swift to ire unstable slave of each desire thou tramplest duty in the dust and in thy bow is all thy trust thou carest not for noble gain and treatest virtue with disdain while every sense its captive draws to follow pleasure's changing laws i wronged not in word or deed but by thy deadly dart i bleed what wilt thou mid the virtuous say to pass thy lasting stain away all these o king must sink to hell the regicide the infidel he who in blood and slaughter joys a brahmin or a cow destroys untimely weds in law's despite scorning an elder brother's right who dares his teacher's bed ascend the miser spy and treacherous friend these impious wretches one and all must to the hell of seniors fall my skin the holy may not wear useless to thee my bones and hair nor may my slaughtered body be the food of devotees like thee these five-toed things a man may slay and feed upon the fallen prey the male rhinoceros may die and with the hair his food supply iguanas he may kill and eat with porcupine and tortoise meat but all the wise account it sin to touch my bones and hair and skin my flesh they may not eat and i a useless prey o rama die in vain my tara reasoned well on dull deaf ears her counsel fell i scorned her words though soothed and sweet and he rushed my fate to meet ah for the land thou rulest she finds no protection lord from thee neglected like some noble dame by a vile husband dead to shame mean-hearted coward false and vile whose cruel soul delights in guile could desert noblest king beget so mean and base a thing alas an elephant in form of rama in a maddening storm of passion casting to the ground the god of law that clipped him round too wildly passionate to feel the prick of duty's guiding steel has charged me unawares and dead i fall beneath his murderous tread how stained with this my base defeat how wilt thou dare where good men meet to speak when every tongue will blame with keen reproach this deed of shame such hero strength and valour shown upon the innocent alone thou hast not proved in manly strife 
on him who robbed thee of thy wife. Hadst thou but fought in open field, and met me boldly unconcealed, this day had been thy fate to fall, slain by this hand to Yama's hall. In vain I strove, and struck by thee, fell by a hand I could not see. Thus bites a snake, for sins of yore, a sleeping man who wakes no more. Sugriva's foreman thou hast killed, and thus his heart's desire fulfilled. But Rama, hadst thou sought me first, and told a hope thy soul has nursed, that very day had I restored the mighty lady to her lord. And binding Ravan with a chain, had laid him at thy feet unslain. Yea, where she sunk in deepest hell, or round beneath the ocean's swell, I would have followed on her track, and brought the rescued lady back. As Hyagriba once set free, from hell the widest watery, that when my spirit wings its flight, Sugriva reign is just and right. But most unjust, O king, that I, slain by thy treacherous hand, should lie. Be still, my heart, this oddly state, is darkly ruled by sovereign fate, the realm is lost and won, defy, thy questioners with apt reply. Canto 18, Rama's Reply He ceased, and Rama's heart was teared, at every keen reproach he heard. There Bali lay, a dim dark sun, his course of light and glory run, or like the bed of ocean dried, of his broad floods from side to side, or helpless as the dying fire, hushed his last words of righteous ire. Then Rama, with his spirit moved, the banner king in turn reproved. Why dost thou, Bali, thus revile, and castest not a glance the while on claims of duty, love, and gain, and customs over the world that reign? Why dost thou blame me, rash and blind, fickle as all thy banner kind, slighting each rule of ancient days, which all the good and prudent praise? This land, each hill and woody chase, belongs to old Ikshaku's race. With bird and beast and man, the whole is ours to cherish and control. Now Varat, prompt at duty's call, wise, just and true, is lord of all. Each claim of law, love, gain he knows, and wrath and favour duly shows. A king from truth who never bends, and grace with vigour wisely blends, with valour worthy of his race, he knows the claims of time and place. Now we and other kings of might, by his ensemble taught aright, the lands of every region tread, that justice may increase and spread. While royal Varat, wise and just, rules the broad art his glorious trust, who shall attempt, while he is lord, a deed by justice held a word. We now, as Varat has decreed, let justice guide our every deed, and toil each sinner to repress who scorns the way of righteousness. Thou from that path hast turned aside, and virtue's holy law defiled, left the fair path which kings should tread, and followed Pledge's voice instead. The man who cleaves to duty's law 
regards these three with filial awe the sire the elder brother third him from whose lips his law he hoved thus too for duty's sake the wise regard with fond paternal eyes the well-loved younger brother one their law has ripened and his son fine are the laws which guide the good abstruse and hardly understood only the soul enthroned within the breast of each knows right from sin but thou art wild and weak of soul and spawnest like thy race control the true and right thou canst not find the blind consulting with the blind incline thine ear and i will teach the cause that prompts my present speech this tempest of thy soul assuage nor blame me in thine idle rage on this great sin thy thoughts bestow the sin for which i lay thee low thou barley in thy brother's life hast robbed him of his wedded wife and keepest scorning ancient right his rumour for thine own delight thy son's own wife should scarcely be more sacred in thine eyes than she all duty thou hast scorned and hence comes punishment for dire offence for those who blindly do amiss there is i ween no way but this to check the rash who dare to stray from customs which the good obey i may not sprung of kshatriya line forgive this heinous sin of thine the laws for those who sin like thee the penalty of death decree now varad rules with sovereign sway and we his royal ward obey there was no hope of pardon none for the vile deed that thou hast done that wisest monarch dooms to die the wretch whose crimes the law defy and we chastising those who err his righteous doom administer my soul accounts so grieve dear even as my brother lakshman here he brings me blessing and i swore his wife and kingdom to restore a bond in solemn honour bound when banner chieftain stood around and can a king like me forsake his friend and plighted promise break reflect o banner on the cause the sanction of eternal laws and justly smitten down confess thou diest for thy wickedness my honour was i bound to lend assistance to a faithful friend and thou hast met a righteous fate thy former sins to expiate and thus wilt thou some merit win and make atonement for thy sin for hear me banner king rehearse what manu spake in ancient verse this holy law which all accept who honour duty have i kept pure grow the sinners king chastise and like the virtuous gain the skies by pain or full atonement freed they reap the fruit of righteous deed while kings who punish not incur the penalties of those who err mandata once a noble king light of the line from which i spring punished with death a devotee when he had stopped to sin like thee and many a king in ancient time has punished frantic sinners crime and when their impious blood was spilt has washed away the stain of guilt 
cease barley cease no more complain reproaches and laments are vain for thou art justly punished we obey our king and are not free once more o barley lend thine ear another weightiest plea to hear for this one hard and pondered well will all complaint and raise dispel my soul will never this deed repent nor was my shaft in anger sent we take the sylvan tribes beset with snare and trap and gin and net and many a heedless deer we smite from thickest shade concealed from sight wild for the slaughter of the game at stately stags our shafts we aim we strike them bounding scared away we strike them as they stand at bay when careless in the shade they lie or scan the plain with watchful eye they turn away their heads we aim and none the eager hunter blame each royal saint well trained in law of duty loves his bow to draw and strike the quarry even as thou hast fallen by mine arrow now fighting with him or unaware a banner thou i little care but yet o best of banners know that kings who rule the art bestow fruit of pure life and virtuous deed and lofty duties hard-won mead harm not thy lord the king abstain from act and word that cause him pain for kings are children of the skies who walk this art in man's disguise but thou in duty's claims untaught thy breast with blinding passion fraught assailest me who still have clung to duty with thy bitter tongue he ceased and barley saw distressed the sovereign claims of law confessed and freed overwhelmed with woe and shame the lord of ragu's race from blame then reverent palm to palm applied to rama thus the banner cried true best of man is every word that from thy lips these ears have heard it ill beseems a wretch like me to bend the empty words at thee forgive the angry taunts that broke from my wild bosom as i spoke and lay not to my charge o king my mad reproaches idols sting thou in the truth my trial trained best knowledge of the right has gained unlaced just and pure within the meetest penalty on sin through every bond of law i burst the boldest sinner and the worst oh let thy right instructing speech console my heart and wisely teach like some sad elephant who stands fast sinking in the treacherous sands does barley raised despairing eyes then spake again with sobs and sighs not for myself o king i grieve for tara or the friends i leave as for sweet ungod my dear son my noble only little one for nursed in luxury and bliss his father he will mourn and miss and like a stream whose fount is dry will west away and sink and die my own dear child my only boy his mother tara's hope and joy spare him o son of regul spare the child entrusted to thy care my ungod and sugriva treat 
even as thy heart considers meet for thou o chief of man art strong to guard the right and punish wrong oh if thou wilt thine ear incline to hear these dying words of mine he and sugriva will to thee as varad and as lakshman be let not my tara left forlorn weep for sugriva's wrathful scorn nor let him for her lord's offence condemn her faithful innocence and well and wisely may he reign if thy dear grace his power sustain if following thee his friend and guide he turn not from thy hest aside thus may he reign with glory nay those to the skies will win his way though stayed by tara's fond recall by thy dear hand i long to fall against my brother rushed and fought and gained the debt i long have sought then rama thus the prince consoled from whose clear eyes the mists were rolled grieve not for those thou leavest thus nor tremble for thyself or us for we will deal with thine and thee as duty and the laws decree he who ejects and he who pays is justly slain or justly slays shall in the life to come have bliss for each has done his task in this thou wandering from the right art made pure by the forfeit thou hast paid thy weight of sins is cast aside and duty's claim is satisfied then grieve no more o prince but clear thy bosom from all doubt and fear for fate inexorably stern thou hast no power to move or turn thy princely anger still will share my tender love sugriva's care and to thy offspring shall be shown affection that shall match thine own end of canto sixteen seventeen and eighteen